You're listening to the Rise of Sisterhood podcast, where we chat about soul, spirit, sisterhood, and a little bit of everything in between. Here is your host, aka me, Jen. All right, episode two, here we go. So I am just going to do a run through because I really don't want to edit myself. So you're going to hear me stumble over words, all of that kind of stuff. I am not trained at this, but it is what it is. Thank you for joining me today. I am excited to kick this podcast off and I feel like I am just having a conversation with my microphone right now. So hopefully if you hear these episodes, you reach out to me or you join me in our Rise Up Sisterhood community over on Facebook and I get to meet you maybe at an upcoming event or something along those lines. That would be awesome. Anyway, so I thought for this episode, I would just do a little bit of a backstory on who I am and kind of my journey so you know who it is that you're listening to and then we can move forward together. How does that sound? Sound good? Okay, great. Well, let's get started. So who am I? Why are you listening to me and why are you listening to this podcast? I think that we want to go on this journey together. So it's best that you know who I am. Again, you know my name is Jen from that super fancy high-tech intro that you heard. And I thought I would just do maybe a little bit of a Cliff Notes version of who I am. And then we can go from there. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I grew up in the lower mainland here in BC. And I moved around a ton when I was young. I lived all over the place and I didn't really have roots anywhere until I landed in this little community called Walnut Grove in uh, close to Langley, in Langley basically. It is Langley. And I was there from the age of 11. So I got to actually start to build friendships and all of that fun stuff. And I was an artist when I was young. I was always designing clothing. I was always, you know, making music. I would, I don't know if you guys remember this, but, uh, I'm aging myself here for sure, but I used to put, um, tape over top of cassette tapes and then I would put it in my little boom box and I would hit record and then I would play music on my other stereo and I would sing along and I had all these recordings of me singing along <laughs> to music. It was usually No Doubt or something along those lines. So I was always really into music and I was always really into art. But as I grew up, I really found myself, you know, starting to chase boys and want to work and make money and all those types of things. So my passions took a little bit of a back seat. I actually worked a ton of jobs when I was younger. I, I went, I, my first job was at the movie theater, the local movie theater that looks like an alien spaceship. I used to present the movies to people. I'd stand at the bottom, at the front of the, the whole theater and I would, you know, give away movie gift certificates and, you know, play games. Now they just play games on the screen that you can text with your phone. So there you have it. I used to do it before it was a thing on the screen. So I used to work at the movie theater. I also worked at coffee shops and I found myself working at a lumber mill for a really long time. Uh, I was always really loving to work with my hands. So I thought it was a it was going to be different probably than it actually was. But, you know, it made me pretty decent money as a 17, 18, 19 year old at the time. 
and I ended up, sorry, sniffly a little bit there. I ended up moving into working at a tackle shop. So I used to sell fishing gear to all of our bigger fishing lodges on the west coast here of British Columbia. And if you know me now, it's funny because I'm vegan and I'm not into that at all. But that was a part of my life at one point, And I do respect the community that that occupation is. Uh, and during that time, I started getting older. I met my then boyfriend at the time, now husband. And I had always struggled with nutrition and my weight growing up. You know, I, you know, if I look at it now, of course, I think, well, I didn't really struggle with anything. I just had a strange body image, you know, as we all kind of do. We never really see ourselves for who we truly are until we're beyond that moment. So I thought I was struggling with my weight, but I had never been active. I mean, I had played rugby and whatnot in school, but I had never actually exercised in a gym. So I joined an online program and I met a community of really awesome ladies and we used to work out and give ourselves fitness challenges and before I knew it I had lost quite a bit of weight and I was feeling healthier than ever and I was motivating women from all over North America in our little online community and I thought hey why don't I actually go to school and become a personal trainer? Because up until that point, I just kind of bounced around. I hadn't really gone to college or anything. I just worked. I got into trades, basically. So I, you know, I didn't really have a desire to jump into a four-year program that, you know, wasn't going to serve me in the long run. In hindsight, you know, doing a little bit of college probably would have been smart, but I'm actually really happy with where things are. So I became a personal trainer. I became certified. And I was working for a couple different small boot camp, you know, the outdoor fitness type companies. And ultimately, I ended up starting my own boot camp business, which was really such a, it was a really cool time in my life. It was also a really, obviously, challenging time in my life. Through that time, my husband and I, we had purchased our first home together and we were in our early 20s and we didn't have to have a down payment. It was one of those zero down 40 year amortization type deals. So we didn't have to have a down payment. We bought a condo and then we both became self-employed and then the market tanked. So our value of our condo went way down and we both ended up, uh, you know, wanting to move into a new, a new space, but it just wasn't in the cards because the bank had changed the rules and, our credit had changed because we were no longer employees. We were self-employed, plus we were young. And yeah, that kind of began a bit of a downward spiral because we ended up having my sweet daughter, who is now eight years old. But at the time, it was financially really stressful. She used to come with me when she was an infant. I'm talking three months old. She used to come with me to teach boot camp classes outdoors at 6 a.m. in cold weather. So I would bundle her up and just try to keep her asleep in the stroller or I'd put her in my little baby wearer and and I would be having my clients do burpees and stuff like that while trying to keep my baby asleep. So it was a good two or three years after she was born before I realized that I had, I actually had postpartum depression uh, and we were struggling financially and I I was definitely depressed. My husband was as well, but he didn't really show it. 
he was and still is an incredible provider. So he just put his game face on and he kept doing what he needed to do for the family. Fast forward about probably five years, I was really starting to disconnect from the passion that I had when I first started my fitness company. I realized that the thing that I loved the most about it was the community. I had some clients that were with me for seven, eight years. They came just religiously. And it was so powerful to me to see that I can make an impact on someone's life like that. But I also knew that they weren't having as deep of a transformation as I would have hoped for them because I personally hadn't done the deep work for myself. So the women that were coming back year after year, they weren't figuring out in the first place why they were allowing themselves to yo-yo and, you know, work super hard and let it all go and then work super hard again. And ladies, you know that the more you do that, the harder it is to get rid of it, right? So it was uh, it was definitely a mindset thing that I didn't get a chance to explore with my clients because I hadn't done the work myself. So I had, I didn't know. I just didn't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? So I realized that uh, I I had to. I had to just close my business down because I wasn't connected to it anymore and it was no longer as profitable as it once was. I was coming to terms with the fact that I did have some fairly deep depression and anxiety that I had to address because I wasn't giving myself, I wasn't giving the best version of myself, I should say, to anyone in my life. My daughter was in kindergarten and I was at the point where I would get up, put on a happy face, and then I would drop her off at school and then I'd come right home and lie in bed all day and then repeat to pick her up from school and it was a pretty dark time. It was honestly, it was uh, it was an important stage to go through because it was time for me to get a little bit deeper and go a little bit below this surface that I was living on for so long. I needed to get to the root of my issues and get to the root of why I was feeling the way I was feeling. You know, I I really can say that my anxiety and my depression really boiled down to a lack of a perceived control in my life. I felt like there was a lot of spiraling and it was worth it, even though it was even more stressful for us, it was worth it for me to finally decide that I needed to close my doors and shut my business down. And I don't know if you're a business owner or you know someone who owns a small business, but us small business owners our businesses become an extension of ourselves. And when you're in it for a decade, I did that for 10 years, I really felt like that was my identity. So I felt really naked and exposed and I didn't know who I was. So it was a really cool exploratory period of my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it was pretty cool because I hosted a few international retreats and I had done some work with my girlfriend, Lee, who does EFT, uh, emotional freedom technique, and she started helping me get to the roots of my emotions. And through that stage and that process, remembering this is a Cliff Notes version of this story, I really uncovered that I had a huge desire to reconnect with my feminine, which was going right back to my art, which I hadn't done since I was a teenager. 
since before I was chasing those boys around and working my butt off. And so I was hosting a retreat in Bali and I had made the decision that I was going to close the doors to my boot camp. No one knew yet. The retreat was a fitness retreat. And I made the announcement when I was there and it was the most freeing and powerful time in my life. I had connected with spirituality by that point, but didn't really know which direction to turn. I was kind of playing with oracle cards and stuff like that. But I really, I had started sketching and painting again. And I felt a part of me reignite that I hadn't connected with or felt in tune with in a very long time. So while all the ladies on the retreat were at the spa, I went and did a traditional batik painting course which is the traditional art in Indonesia and I look at the beautiful goddess that I painted Shakti and I'm looking at her right now on my wall with this batik painting it's really symbolic of the the transformation I went through she is the embodiment of the divine feminine and I was living living in my masculine for so long that I didn't even realize she was still down in there and as we progress through episodes, you're going to learn more about all of this stuff as well. But let's just say I had some chakras that there was not a lot of energy moving through them. And that was really affecting my life. Uh, so I did a lot of deeper work to help open that stuff up. But yeah, I ended up uh, coming home and jumping back into art. And for me, as you remember, because I just said it, uh, my, my whole entire identity was connected to me being a motivating personal trainer, rah, 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 do burpees, blah, 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 and being loud and hard and, you know, very, pretty much very aggressive in my approach to everything. So to come back and, you know, put on this, not put on, just embody a softer demeanor and that feminine and, you know, begin to even wear dresses again and wear makeup and, you know, all of these things that are just beautiful, small moments of self-care that can help you just reconnect to your feminine self. Um, it was weird for me. And also to start sharing my artwork online was very strange because unless you knew me way back when I was in my early teens, you likely had no idea that this side of me even existed. So I came out of my shell a little bit that way and I started painting and started working for a couple of those companies that host paint parties in pubs. So everyone's drinking wine. And I realized something in those moments that I love having a captive audience. So again, thank you for listening. <laughs> and I also just loved helping someone get from point A to point B. And I really love the idea of creating community. So I, I really started to thrive in the, um, in the painting world. And I started hosting art classes connected to our intuition. I call them healing art experiences. And it really, they're such a magical way for, and men can come to these classes as well, but I typically have women gravitate to me. It's such a powerful way for a woman to connect with me or connect with themselves and connect with each other in a way that perhaps they haven't allowed themselves to in a very long time. And as women or people who identify as women, uh, we are literally here to create. That's what we're meant to do. So just the small act of putting a paintbrush on a canvas can make a huge shift in your 
energy because you're allowing yourself to start something from nothing and turn it into something, a finished product. And the beauty with the healing art type classes is that it's very abstract. So you don't have to end up with some, you know, perfect masterpiece. It's meant to be messy and you know, pretty and full of messages and love. So they are really powerful. They were really, really, really powerful classes. And from there, I realized that I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into my spirituality, but I didn't really know which direction to turn because there's so many different avenues and there's so many different ways to do things and directions to look. So I realized that There were women out there like me who also were feeling this awakening. We were all awakening and uh, they didn't know where to look. So thus, Rise Up Sisterhood was created. Rise Up Sisterhood is a really beautiful safe space because you can come and get crazy in there. You can share the types of things that sit on your heart that perhaps you don't feel comfortable sharing with your friends and family because there's a fear of judgment. And so that is why we do what we do here in Rise of Sisterhood. And that is why this podcast is here. And that is why the community is there because we all deserve to have a safe space to come together and connect and thrive. Thrive together, grow together, rise together. I guess I should probably say, because that is the name of the community. And I'm really looking forward to diving in and sharing a bit more with you on what it is that I love to do with whether it's soul realignment or connecting with your spirit guides or learning about chakras and how they work and how you can activate your divine feminine, awaken your Shakti, how you can you know, learn how to connect with your own spirit and connect with your higher self. And I'm also looking forward to sharing a lot more on personal growth and mindset. You don't have to be spiritual to listen to this podcast. I know there will be a lot of the woo in here, but there's so much more practical, usable information. Like I host a lot of women's circles as well, which is strange that I didn't mention that until the very end of this podcast, but that is basically where the connection happens at its deepest. And so in our circles, we don't have to be spiritual. We just connect because we are all energy and everything is energy and energy is connected and we deserve that connection. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up here. I hope that you enjoyed listening. And if you did, kudos for listening all the way to the end. I love you so much and I appreciate you listening. I am looking forward to starting to share our regularly scheduled episodes coming up. So I'll look forward to seeing you guys soon. Bye for now, sweet sister. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you received some value or maybe a giggle or maybe gave you something to think about. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your sisters. I'm sure they'd love to hear it as well. And if you're feeling up to it, leave us a five-star review. Thanks a lot. See you in the next one.